On today's show, Nissan introduces a single cab version of the Titan for the first time, Hyundai's profits drop for the 10th consecutive quarter, and John names the vehicles he thinks will become future classics. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for July 26th of 2016. Hyundai is running into problems with the residual values and the cost of warranties on its cars. It just reported its second quarter earnings, and for the 10th quarter in a row, its profits have gone down. Even so, the company is still profitable. Hyundai sold nearly 2.4 million vehicles in the last three months, which was up almost 2% compared to a year ago. Yet it managed to boost revenue about 7.5%. But the company is definitely facing headwinds. Its operating profit fell 7%, and its net profit was down almost 1.5%. Part of the reason for that is Hyundai says its warranty costs shot up 32%, and it blamed declining residual values of the cars it sells in the U.S. market. Last month, the Volkswagen Group announced ambitious plans to boost the number of electric vehicles in its lineup. Now, Porsche is going all out to make it happen. It plans to create 1,400 new jobs to develop an EV sports car based on the Mission E concept that will go on sale by the end of the decade. Porsche will add 1,200 jobs in and around its main factory, but reports say that the rest of the positions will go towards developing connected car technology to compete with other tech companies. But those people will be hard to get. Almost every other automaker is headhunting for the same talent. Still to come, Nissan takes the next step in its pickup strategy. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. In an effort to produce a high-quality truck, Nissan has been careful with the rollout of the new Titan. Because of that, We've only seen one size in the Titan lineup, the crew cab, which is really hurting sales. Ward's data shows that Nissan sold less than 1,000 Titans last month and only about 6,100 for the year. What it really needs is for the high-volume trucks to start coming online, and it's finally getting that. For the first time ever, Titan will come in a single-cab configuration. Intended for the commercial market, the truck is available in two- or four-wheel drive and can be had with the Cummins V8 diesel or Nissan's 5.6-liter V8 engine. The diesel is mated to a 6-speed transmission, while the gasser comes with a 7-speed tranny. You know, we expect to see a sharp increase in Titan sales as the single cab comes online later this fall. The general public doesn't appreciate the scale of the automotive industry or how complex the modern automobile has become. For example, Take a look at this picture of an EGR valve. Doesn't look like much, does it? But when you look at this animation of all the parts that go into the valve, you start to appreciate how much science and engineering is needed to make it. The valve takes in exhaust gas at 875 degrees Celsius, cools it down to 150 degrees, and precisely recirculates it back into the engine. That lowers combustion temperatures, which reduces carbon monoxide, NOx, and particulates. It also allows for a leaner mixture, which improves fuel economy by 3%. 
This particular exhaust gas recirculation valve is made by Borg Warner for the Hyundai Ioniq and Kia Nero hybrids. And again, this is a great example of how much science and engineering goes into every part and component on today's cars. You know it's amazing to see how many car companies are getting into mobility services, and now Daimler is stepping up its efforts. It's going to merge two ride-sharing services. It already owns one of them, called MyTaxi, and it will merge with a British company called Halo. That will create Europe's largest smartphone-based taxi-hailing service. Halo will be rebranded under the MyTaxi name by 2017. The new company will operate using existing taxi services in more than 50 cities across nine countries in Europe. Coming up next, John takes a look at four cars that could become future classics. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. It's summertime in the Northern Hemisphere, and this is the time of year when people bring out their classic cars. And it's when they go to classic car shows and to auctions for classic cars. The Concours d'Elegance at St. John's in the Detroit area will be held this weekend. The Dream Cruise is right around the corner, and so is the Concours at Pebble Beach. But 20 years from now, what will be the classic cars of the future? What are the cars that you can buy today that could be on the lawn of a Concours in a couple of decades? Well, here are four cars that I think have that potential. First up is the Subaru SVX. Designed by the famed Giorgetto Giugiaro from Ital Design, this two-door sports touring coupe rocked the automotive world when it debuted in 1991. What really caught everyone's attention was the weird window arrangement. Only a little section of the side glass would roll down, just enough to pay a parking attendant. But as interesting as this car was, it was a sales flop, guaranteeing that it's fairly rare today. You can find them for $2,000 to $6,000. Next up, the 2002 Lincoln Blackwood. This luxury pickup was Ford's first attempt to sell a really expensive truck. It was priced at $52,000, but maybe it was just too far ahead of its time. Plagued by production problems related to making the bed, the Blackwood never caught on. Ford discontinued making it before the model year was even over. Today you can get them for about $8,000 to $17,000. Now we turn to the Chrysler Crossfire. This was essentially a Mercedes SLK, but with a lot of improvements and a different body style. It was actually made in Germany by Carmen. But customers looking for a luxury coupe could not bring themselves to buy a car with a Chrysler badge on it, even if it was a Mercedes. They never sold that many, and today you can buy them for $4,000 to about $14,000. And the last on my list is the Cadillac ELR, a beautiful hybrid electric with a stunning interior. This car was way overpriced when it came down. With a $75,000 price tag, it turned out to be salesproof, and you can buy them today for about $30,000 to $50,000. For a car to become a classic, it generally has to meet three criteria. First, it's got to be visually interesting to look at, if not gorgeous. Second, it has to have some sort of interesting feature or technology that makes it stand out. 
And third, it has to be relatively rare. The four vehicles listed here all meet that criteria. So what do you think? Do you agree with my choices? And what would you add to the list? Anyway, that's my Autoline Insight for the day. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thank you for watching.